0: Welcome to Rick Smarter Family. My name is QJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Megan Fucciarelli.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Hope you're having a phenomenal week, and I hope you're staying warm wherever you are. So uh, did you know, did you know, this is like a fun fact moment for you, Megan, that we have people that listen all around the world. All around the world All around the world, the same song I just wanted to say that
1: Well then we should probably be saying something along the lines of I hope you're staying warm and or cool
0: Ooh, good point Yes My hope is that there's someone sitting by a pool right now Having a mojito And smoking a Cuban If you smoke Cubans And it's legal There
1: you go (laughs) Mojito sounds good Or a nice frozen pina colada
0: Okay, Okay.
1: alright I like the little umbrella drinks
0: I'm not going to lie to you. On vacation, they are par for the course. Mm -hmm. So um, where we are in the lovely Detroit, it is not warm as we record this. No. So it's a frigid day.
1: We were actually talking about snow days for our children.
0: I know. That's tough. Yeah. And all the running around and and staying busy. Um, Actually, can I like vent for a second?
1: Of course. <laughs> vent away, my friend.
0: Is that like, I should play like the, the music. You know, I like when they do like a flashback and they like play the music on the TV shows. I feel like every time we start the show, I start out by <laughs> venting. i saying, Megan, can I vent for a second? <laughs> That's okay.
1: It's your safe place.
0: It It is. A safe place where everyone can hear me. <laughs> exactly,
1: but no one's judging or able to talk back to you. So there you go.
0: This is true because I cannot That's see what reactions. makes it your safe place. <laughs> it is because I can't see what they're saying. Like, what are they saying? So, um, I need to like to get my hair trimmed. Like, I'm bald. I have a beard. You know, I look like the 2019 millennial situation. Except for I think they have hair, like weird hair.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> That's another term that we're not going to get into right now. Okay. Yeah. No. Is that a bad term? Yeah. Millennial or what? You no, want no, it? no. The haircut. The haircut? The haircut. What? I can't share it, QJ. Okay. I can't.
0: All right. Fine. Well, okay. Anyway.
1: You're either bald or you've got the hair. And you're bald. Okay. So we're going to leave it at that.
0: Okay. Although my dream is the one day we're at <laughs> but- a toupee.
1: A <laughs> toupee? You do realize... <laughs> That a toupee on you will not be effective. No,
0: exactly. No one in my circles, in any of my circles, like, you know, they say draw your circles and here are your friends, here are your acquaintances, here are your associates. None of my circles will allow me to wear a toupee and, like, not say anything. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) She, you, Megan's staring at me right now. If you can't tell, she's just like she has like. There's a so stare. many things I want to
1: say. <laughs> Why? Because it's not about someone allowing you to do something. If you want to do it, then do it. But I'm glad that people within your circles will call you out on whether or not it suits you. <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it.
0: So, fast forward. Okay. We sit down. I'm wearing a toupee. Are you saying something?
1: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> this is my point. But but it's not that we're not allowing you to. It's that it, we're allowing you to showcase yourself in the way that you want to, but we're also caring enough about you to let you know when you look like a fool.
0: Okay. All right. No dupe.
1: Fine. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So Unless you do the white spiky, like, amberell. That would
0: look cool. No, I'm not doing that. Well, okay then. That. I'm All just right.
1: giving you a suggestion.
0: No, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I still go to the barber shop because, like, I still have some hair. So, you know, I get it like buzzed off, and then like I get my beard trimmed and shaped, cause like you know you you gotta have some type of something. I feel like if you're bald, you know, you might as well have a beard. So, I have a barber I go to. They weren't available. They recommended I go to another person, and um. They didn't do it right. Have you ever been like at a like a for you a salon and a, somewhere where like they just like they're messing it up and you're trying to tell them they're messing it up and they're like, oh yeah, I got you, but they keep messing it up even more. Since so like you just want to get out of that situation. Yeah.
1: You Have, were trying to fly. You were trying to ghost them without even.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so. I mean, it wasn't. I don't blame them. Like it wasn't their fault. We were miscommunicating. We just weren't vibing. I was just telling them, like, I just need you to line it up, and it just wasn't floating. But gosh, it. Uh, what, what would you have done in that situation?
1: I either would have gotten someone else over and said, I feel like I'm not communicating, so can we call someone else over maybe to help us out to figure out this communication gap?
0: I feel like that makes me like... I feel I would feel like a little embarrassed for them if I'm like,
1: "Hi, yeah, I think we're not communicating. Can we just bring over Yeah, but you're paying for a service. This and is true. if they are a true service person, yes. then they would want to make you leave happy. And I think if she would have called someone else over to help you out with your situation and recognized that she didn't have all the answers and she needed some help, that probably would have earned more trust in you oh. and you might have gone back again. Now there's no way in heck you're going back to her.
0: No, I'm not going back to her.
1: <laughs> Even if she would have called someone over, I don't know that she, you would have gone back to her, but you would have respected her more and you probably would have given her a better tip. Because she noticed that she was not doing what she needed to. This is true. Because no matter how good you are, no matter how much experience you have, we all need help once in a while.
0: That should be like, if we could like highlight, if there was a transcript, that would be what we would transcript from this podcast. Like, if so, like, if in like, say, 2048, like they're archiving through old podcasts and they find this episode, like, computer, archive that one line and highlight it.
1: That would be the line.
0: That would be the line. But
1: okay. well, I'm glad I could do that for the podcast world.
0: You provide but nuggets. <laughs> it's those those nuggets. Um, so, and you know, we haven't done it in a while, but. I think it might be worth it to give people a little bit of background on what you do. I know we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but I just recall yeah. like we haven't talked about your expertise in a while. So for those who might have just like randomly picked up this episode instead of like the first one, can you share a little bit of your background and you. Uh, what you do?
1: So I'm currently the owner of a consulting firm that focuses on equity and inclusion. And basically what that means is we focus on bias and discrimination, microaggressions, helping people recognize what biases they hold Mm -hmm. so that we can overcome them before they become discriminatory. That's awesome. Um, My background is in education. I was actually a superintendent, assistant soup teacher, building principal um, for many years. I lived in the Chicago area, just Mm -hmm. came back to the Detroit area about four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here doing this work full-time. We work with educational groups. We also work with corporate. And then we do individual coaching. I'm a certified life coach. Awesome. Awesome. So So there's there's my nuggets. There's your nuggets. There's where the nuggets come from. Again, 2048 transcribed. There's where the nuggets come from
0: Thank you and I just wanted you to share that because I felt like the feedback you provided from before just uh-huh. spoke to what you do and how like professional you like just bring them over and it gives you some credibility and it helps them to feel more comfortable I was my philosophy was just like... I just need to get through this. <laughs> it's like,
1: you're like, just let me run. Yeah. You would have totally been the person to ghost an ex-girlfriend, and I would have been the person to say, let's sit down and have coffee, and how are you feeling after that conversation, and checking in with them a week later to make sure that they still understand what the process looked like. Wow. And you're the person that ghost. I'm not yeah. speaking about that. I'm going, okay. about well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about Steve Harvey. Well, you
0: know. I'm going to talk about Steve Harvey. Speaking of... Speaking of ghosting, <laughs> did he
1: ghost his previous wives? What is this? Uh, there is no intent for Steve Harvey. Harch- How does Harch- Harch- that back, shift?
0: back <laughs> to uh, haircuts and... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just... Uh, We're gonna write this shit. We're getting sued
1: by Steve Harvey.
0: Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. I just I needed to take the onus off of me and Uh move away. So we're doing like a hard shift to a
1: rich man. Back to
0: the haircut. Cause no, I so I have uh, to to talk about Steve Harvey and me while we're together and this whole thing, the three of us, you, me, and Steve Harvey. um, It's because.
1: (laughs) So many places I can take that conversation, Let's just go
0: for QJ, because he has gray hairs. He had like the nice, luscious hair, and he has the gray hairs. And so now, as I'm starting to get him, like you know, I think about Steve because he's got the bald head and the gray hair. So, but I don't want to go gray like Steve. You don't. I don't. That's why. Like with the toupee, at some point it's just going to be jet black. Like people, I'm just show. I am. I am going to dye my beard at some point. That will happen, and I've warned everyone. So, if you're
1: going to do that, you should do it now so it doesn't look like a crazy fell swoop of blackness on your face. I mean, you can't just have the eclipse roll into town on your face. Well, you
0: can if you warn everyone you're going to do it. I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm not, I've made everyone aware at some point. QJ is gonna just going to show up and it's going to be darker than everyone else and everyone. just going to be like, what? Just make sure
1: you don't sweat or you're going to have the black drips coming
0: down. <laughs> oh, God. Are you going
1: to it or spray it?
0: No, I'm going to diet. I'm going to hit it with the dye. You're not going to chalk it? No, that's not because I do sweat. (laughs) So I am a sweater. And you're
1: not going to spray it. You're going to actually dye it. I'm
0: going to just for a minute. Hair
1: club, like hair for men. Like
0: the people I hope who sponsor this podcast one day, just for men. I'm going to comb it in and I can't do anything that sweats out because I'm a sweater. So, and I'm not talking about like a coogee. I am like, you know, like I was shoveling snow today and it was, the struggle was real. So... But, oh man, we're taking some wide swings on this uh, yeah, tangent wheel I'm here, wondering but...
1: where we're going to go with this, but so, you know, it's a good conversation.
0: It is, and that's all that really counts at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Steve Harvey, did you know that he has a blended family? Yes. He has, between him and his wife, they have nine kids. Between him and his current wife? Yes.
1: Nine kids.
0: There are nine children in that family. Wow. Nine. So pick up all five, all ten of your fingers. Put the thumb down, and that's how many kids he has.
1: Wow. That's a lot of babies. That is, but. But a lot of them are older because he has grandkids too, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: it's a blended family. Okay. So you know, for for those who, I know most people are, but some people aren't. What can you tell them what a blended family is?
1: Yeah, I mean, my instant head goes to making a joke about the movie, Blending, we're blending, you know. <laughs> um, usually you're the one singing, but today I just sang for you. It's par for the course. Right, but yeah. no. So a blended family is when there is a family structure already in place with both sets of parents before they join and become a family within themselves. So right. they blend families to make one larger family. Yes. And then sometimes they'll have children of their own from that. Yes. Sometimes they don't. But either way, the children of the families become half brother, half sister, step brother, stepsister, depends on whether they share any DNA or not. Sure. Which
0: is kind of like a a play. Why Mixed Modern the name Mixed Modern Family came about is kind of a play on that Mm -hmm. whole thing because like Mixed Modern Family is just like a mixture of different things. But it's not like mixed modern family is about a blended family. it's right. about we're all a part of a mixed modern family right so but a blended family, yes, like you said, it's where the parents had pre-existing relationships or marriages, and then they come become one so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> which always had me beg the question not not the blended part because that sound that might come I have to you have to choose your words carefully, so it doesn't sound weird because we're talking about blended. Marriages. But
1: remember that what we've talked about before with other things, especially with my company, I swear it, is <laughs> that guilt and politeness are what hold prejudice in place. Oh, okay. So if we try to be too politically correct all the time and not just speak the way we're speaking, oh, no, I just didn't want we'll to
0: actually... I didn't want to make it seem like my marriage was a part of this whole. Oh. <laughs> because I'm not a part it. of a blended family. So right. I didn't...
1: <laughs> so I am... Not part of a blended family, but as I've shared in previous podcasts, I'm have i a single mother and I have a son. Yes. So there is a strong possibility, depending on who I am with in the future, that Mm. if they have children, it'll be a blended family. Or for neither here nor there, whoever (laughs) is in my life Mm -hmm. will take on the father role to an extent Mm -hmm. for my son because Mm -hmm. that person will live with us and be the father figure that's around more often. Okay. So... I think that's a piece that a lot of people are in the trenches with mm-hmm. and just trying to navigate it. It's basically how do we not only allow myself mm-hmm. to let someone else raise my son who's not their father, yeah, but then also for that person coming in, how does it feel to raise someone else's child? Yeah. And I think that's where... It's interesting that you brought in Steve Harvey because that really connects everything, right? So, mm-hmm. both him and his wife are in that spot where they have to allow someone else to parent their child. Right. But they also have to be willing to parent someone else's child. child.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, <clears throat> it's an interesting but common situation I think a lot of people are right? finding themselves in because, you know, I think it, it's kind of funny to me looking back and you know we'll talk about it in a minute but it's just funny to me just how these things kind of come together but um the just the perceptions of the roles like you know when you look back you look back and you think about you know the stepmother Like going back to
1: Disney movies. Right. She's always awful. (laughs) Well, and people talk about, oh, it's so new in today's day and age that there's single parents or that there's step parents. No, there's not. Yeah. The difference is back in the day, many, many, many years ago, hundreds of years ago, Mm -hmm. it was because of someone dying. Widow, widowers. Yeah. They would come find someone else, blended families. Mm -hmm. exactly the fairy tales the evil stepmother cinderella she had her other children that were the stepsisters right and then cinderella who was the only child from the husband sure was treated horribly yeah so if you go back to so many fairy tales it really does talk about the idea of blended family so it's not new
0: yeah and you know it's funny because disney's been killing parents for years
1: Well, there's a lot of that's a whole other topic we could get into, right? You yeah, know, if you yeah. think about it, Disney's doing better recently, but mm-hmm. for a long time, the princesses were waiting for their Prince Charming to save them. Yes. Every single one of them yep. were waiting for a man to come save them Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty, yeah, Rapunzel, Cinderella, yeah. all of them. Oh, yeah, Cinderella. Yeah. It wasn't until they started bringing in. Pocahontas, Moana. Yes. And some of the more recent
0: characters. Because Moana was like a whole nother. She
1: was bad to the (laughs) bone. She was amazing.
0: Moana was such a good
1: movie for like for my daughters. <laughs> I was just gonna say the father of three daughters. <laughs>
0: yeah, as a father of three daughters, like Moana was so good for like my babies, mm-hmm. and I feel like for their confidence and their self esteem on their journeys, and like them just like living out their truth. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think they are getting better. Now I'm wondering if they're starting to swing the pendulum
1: too far the other well, way. Well, isn't that society though? What's that? Because we. We start to feel guilty Mm -hmm. for all of our past issues that we swing extreme to the other side. Yeah, That's the way society works in every aspect. So especially in the work that I do, we see that a lot where it goes from we only like this group of people to mm-hmm. oh no we like everyone but especially this group of people and right. I'm doing hand motions like you can see me but it's the pendulum there are right secret cameras
0: everywhere. Secret
1: cameras <laughs> we're gonna show that on the podcast as well. But yeah. it's just it's really classic and I think a lot of us fall victim to that because yeah. of the premise of guilt and politeness hold prejudice in place. Right. By feeling guilty mm-hmm. for what we've done in the past, mm-hmm. we're often perpetuating the bias even further. So it's not until we can have open, honest conversations about what a blended family is, about the fact that so many of our moms don't share the same last name as their children, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing negative with that. But I fall victim to that myself. My son has my last name. If I do get married, I'm going to have a hard time having a different last name than my son.
0: Yeah, man. We could could literally do a whole episode talking about that because... You know, I have a little bit of experience with that and that whole last name and the lineage and things. It's it's interesting.
1: It's hard because my son has my maiden name mm-hmm. as my that's my name now. Mm-hmm. My son has that name as a last name. Mm-hmm. My father, it's his name obviously. And this just kinda of speaks to the topic, but my father is actually my adopted father. He adopted me, he's not mm-hmm. my biological father. Mm-hmm. But when he adopted me, Back in the 70s and 80s, they did not change birth certificates for adoption. They didn't change it for a lot. They did not. So I had a... Well, they changed it, but they'd never noted adoption. So my Mm -hmm. birth certificate said, father, mother. His name was listed. It never had my biological father on my birth certificate. Mm -hmm. I saw my birth certificate growing up my entire life. Never knew until I was 16 years old that my father that I grew up with was not my biological father. Okay. So... I saw that birth certificate for all those years, Mm -hmm. never knew anything different, never thought anything different because my dad stepped up and raised me like I was his own. Mm -hmm. It was never a topic of discussion. Fast forward to now when I talk about last names, Mm -hmm. my son carries my last name, which is my maiden name, Mm -hmm. which is my father's name. My son, even though he has no biological connection to my father, Mm -hmm. is the last Fucciarelli to share the name, oh, wow. so if I change my son's last name, mm-hmm. the Fucciarelli name is gone when my dad passes. Mm. My dad had two uncles or two brothers, so mm-hmm. I have two uncles. Neither of them had children. No. Oh. So basically, I have to choose: Do I have to change my son's last name mm-hmm. so that he has my last name?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do I keep him under Fucciarelli, even though he's genetically not? Yeah. My father's grandchild. Hmm. So it's just the whole idea of raising other people's children. And I commend my dad to this day. I just shared with my son probably about three months ago that his grandfather was not his biological grandfather. And um, we did it for a couple reasons, Mm -hmm. but I knew that we were going to be talking about it here, and I wanted to be open with it. But um, that's a struggle that a lot of people face of, do I tell my child... Do I talk about that piece? How do I let someone else come in and help raise my child because we don't want to offend the biological parents? Sure. there's a lot of just conundrums yeah. in the mix of it all,
0: yeah. and <clears throat> you know, it reminds me of some of the um, national fatherhood training i I got done through the national father the fatherhood training I did through the National fatherhood Initiative, mm-hmm. and they talk a lot about co-parenting and mm-hmm. Establishing those lines of communication and having that relationship. And one of the key takeaways for me from that is it highlights the importance of establishing the best communication you can mm-hmm. with your um, your partner, your previous partner, mm-hmm. you know, the the parents, father, mother, whomever. Because, you know, at this point, you guys have a business and the business is your kid's name. So, right. you know, you're, you know, for you, yours, your business is, is your, your son, Reese. Mm-hmm. So um, th- that would be the relationship that a lot of people have to conceptually wrap their brain around that you're focused on the business of the child and get past the emotional baggage of how you got there. So it's almost like, you know, you have this accident of two cars crashing together, Mm -hmm. and you out of it, you get like a beautiful diamond, and you have to like forget that there was an accident. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's probably a bad example because because it makes a relationship sound like an accident. Yeah, and I I think you know what I mean. I
1: do, but like to me, it's not. There's no hard feelings. Like There's a lot of negativity, and there always has been, just because of the situation with my son's father. And I shared a little bit in one of the previous episodes, right? Yeah. But for me, I don't have hard feelings. And what I mean by that is, he's doing the best he can with what he has. Mm -hmm. Could he do better? I believe so. Yeah. But... I will never ask anyone to take his place. Mm-hmm. However, whoever I am with, if I do get married or if someone else lives with me or whatever that is, they will take on the role of being da- dad. And that's yeah. just simple and plain and it's there because he's the one living day in day out taking care of my son with me. He will take on that role. He will I never will struggle replace with
0: that. I was struggling. But that's me personally, see. But I would struggle with that, like the thought, like if I ever had that conversation with like my wife, or I guess it would have to be a different situation, like where basically you're telling me like, so we're not together, and this dude is like going to be raising your children. I'd be like, Mm. no.
1: Well, if you were an active father, then there would never need to be that conversation. It would be a conversation of, I'm getting married, and this is the person that's going to be living with me, rather than, this is the person that's going to be raising your son. Because there would be no need for me to talk about who's raising our son, unless he wasn't doing it in the first place.
0: Well, this is true.
1: Yeah. So, And that's what I've had to kind of wrap my head around too because for a while I felt guilty, and I think that's why I've stayed single as long as I have because I didn't feel comfortable bringing another man into my son's life. Wow. And I had to realize that if his father wanted to be a strong presence in his life, he could have been, and he has chosen not to be, and it's not fair to me or to my son to not allow myself to have that other person in my life.
0: So you're saying... This is why. See, now I'm going to do a confirm and validation exercise.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're with me. you already with I'm me. I'm with you. So you're saying that even though the relationship didn't go quite like you both would have wanted it to, he still had the opportunity to be actively in, in his son's life and actively to parent, and that that's always been an
1: option. It's always been an option. I have not only encouraged, but I've almost enabled him to be a very strong co parent. Um, Yeah. I will, we live, when I moved back to Michigan, his father is still in Chicago. I take our son down to Chicago quite a bit. Um, The phone is always available. I've never hung up the phone on him or not answered a call from him. Yeah. He's able to come visit as much as he wants. We've yeah. been in Michigan for almost five years and he's never been to Michigan yet. Mm. So, and I've never told him he can't come. And yeah. again, he's doing the best he can with what he has in front of him. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him because I won't do that. Yeah. But I also won't say anything negative about him because I believe that everyone acts the way they act because of their circumstances and where they're at at that point.
0: Yeah. No. You said some you said a lot of good things there. I mean, one of the things I always talk about is um, in earlier episodes I talk about like to be a better parent at some point you have to forgive your parents. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize no matter how like lame or like silly or how like not enough it felt, you have to accept it. Like they did right. their best. Yeah. Like it might not have been what you wanted, it yeah. probably wasn't what you needed either. But Parents, as parents, we all do. We all do mm-hmm. our best, and we all fall short of the mark, and it's unfortunate. But you know, it's the reality of life, and that's why we all have to be fighters. But um, you know, the thing that you also said that kind of struck me too is creating those opportunities. And as men, sometimes we need to we need to own our own stuff you know i think that men we sometimes we we don't own our baggage we let it get in our way mm-hmm. and when it comes to parenting you know i want to challenge all men who listen to this all women who listen to this too in these blended situations like you you might have a conflict with that other parent or that person but you don't have a conflict with that kid Right, that kid doesn't have to be a part of that conflict. Right, and if for no other reason than that kid, you have to like, you just have to swallow it, yeah. so to speak. Whatever the whatever the rub was, whatever the frustration was, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts, cause it it's tough for everyone.
1: Right,
0: you know, cause I thought about you know the dude who's like just you know doesn't have their stuff together. Maybe they want to be a part, but they just can't figure out how or. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't even realize it yet, you know? And maturity does not grow evenly.
1: <laughs> no. And you brought up two points that really kind of hit home with that piece, but forgetting the mistakes of our parents, right? Yeah. Or forgetting the mistakes of people in our lives. And with my parents, I was livid. I was so upset when I found out that I was adopted by my father, and they hadn't told me. Yeah, I was like, what? You mean I knew that that's why we didn't get along. It was the whole grass is greener syndrome, right? Sure, of, of course. I'm yeah. going to meet my real dad, and he's going to be awesome. And yeah, yeah. I look back now, and I realize more than anything that my mom made the best decision with what she had at the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't hold any animosity and yeah. my dad did an amazing thing by raising me and not letting me know that I wasn't his. Sure. I didn't know yeah. until someone got mad and told me. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't my parents who got mad and told me. It was oh. a old babysitter who found out because she overheard my parents talking one night. It was insane oh, yes. how I found out. but. Yeah. I didn't find out from my parents. My parents would have continued to raise me just like it was fine and I would yeah. have never known until I did my DNA test just because I'm curious about 23 and me. I'm on the bandwagon, <laughs> right?
0: Another future sponsor, hopefully.
1: Right, you know, but I'm on I'm on the bandwagon. If I want to know who I am, that's when I would have found out sure. that he's not my biological father because they yeah. never told me. They never threw it in my face. Well, they
0: never made it a point. And, no. and that's the great thing, I think, about where we are as a society, is I think we're over some of those stigmatisms, because yeah. in, in the past, I think a blended family was a bad thing. A blend a mixed family was a bad thing. Well, uh, think about
1: the hype of the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. People watched it like it was Maury Povich of the 1950s, right? That's like, funny
0: you say that. Did, you say, did they really? Was it like, was, it was the Brady like the Bunch scandal. controversial?
1: Oh, it was the scandal, controversial. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Because when you put it in that perspective, it does... That would be the draw Like oh, Look at this Blended family Exactly He's remarried She's remarried Oh my gosh it And brought-
1: neither of them were I think he was a widower But I don't think She was a widow Yeah I think one of them I don't know for sure I didn't watch it that closely But I think only one of them Was a widower The other one was divorced
0: And it's funny So it
1: was a scandal
0: Yeah and it's funny Cause yeah Neither of them Like of their Other spouses Were never involved In the show No <laughs> like- There was no
1: Co-parenting going on
0: Cause that uh, It was Already taboo enough, probably. Right. So they didn't want to introduce, like you know, you know, like, Ma- Marshall's I don't know. real dad.
1: <laughs> you know, I. You probably haven't had this experience because you're happily married to the mother of your three children. And but, how awkward is it to sit across from a table of like I've had this experience. Yeah. The man I'm dating now met my son's father. Yep. They had to shake each other's hand, look each other in the eye, and have that conversation of, uh-huh. "Hey, I'm around your son more than you are." Oh. Hey, I'm raising your son. You know, they didn't have that conversation. That wasn't the gist of it. But
0: I'm sure it was uh, more uncomfortable for one person than the other.
1: <laughs> you know, it was more uncomfortable for me than it was for either of them. I think both of them were totally like, eh, they huh. were cool with it. Yeah. But for me, because I just I truly have the best interest in my son. Yeah. And I think both of them do in their own way as well. But I just worry all the time about what is this going to be? And then the idea of You know, my parents help out a lot. And there's just so many people in today's day and age working on raising our families. Yeah. And that's a great thing. Sure. And I think the stigma is going away from it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, it is. I think in 2018, there's still some stigma because people like controversy. So they're like, oh, did you hear? I mean, if the Brady Bunch were real, I mean, oh, my God, it'd be like the Real Housewives. Because, like, you know, how did she meet John Brady or whatever his name was? Did they meet
1: on (laughs) the internet?
0: Was this a a Tinder situation? So, you know, yeah. But, you know, to bring it back to the point of it, I mean, Blended families and raising other people's kids—it's it's more common now. Yeah. And I think that as a society, the sooner we can embrace these changes, I think the easier it is for the people involved. Because I'm sure there are people who have have, you know, who want to fit in a what they consider to be an accepted box. Like they're like, I have to be married with five kids. You know, like I knew, I knew, I know that there's some women who wanted an MRS degree. So, like, you know, that's, that's just their deal. Right. But, which
1: is and fine. And for those who are slower on the intake, misses. They want to be a wife, <laughs> the MRS degree. I didn't get it the first time I heard it. So, yeah, that's why I had to go slow on the intake there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I mean, and if that's what you want, that's fine. But there's other people who more so just don't know that they don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to fit into that box. They don't have to have the 2.5 kids. They don't have to have the picket fence. Right. They can just be. So, yeah. And that's why the work you do is so amazing is helping people to understand that they can just be and right. to not have to put their biases on other people mm-hmm. to be what they think they're supposed to be.
1: Right, exactly. So. And the whole premise of what we do is understand self, unite society. So how can we help people recognize themselves and the bias that they hold, that internalized oppression piece. Because I think more often than not, especially with this, it's more internalized oppression than outside stigma.
0: I think it is too. Wow. We've come far today.
1: We have. Wow.
0: I feel like we went on a journey from my my gray beard (laughs) to... uh, Two other things. So, before we wrap it up, what's your? Th- you got any final thoughts on today, and anything else on your brain?
1: I think it's just reiterating the fact that you shared of we're all doing our best, and everyone gets up in the morning wanting to do their very best. Yeah. No one gets up in the morning wanting to mess up or wanting to hurt someone else. Mm-hmm. No one does. They're yeah. doing what they feel is best because of the situation that they're in at that point. And if we yeah. can all remember that we're genuinely all out here just trying to do the very best we can, then I think we'd be in a better spot.
0: Yes, good point. Yeah. And you know, you saying that reminds me of a uh, you know uh, here in Detroit we have this thing called low winter sun. It's where the The days are short. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sun comes up um, after you go to work and then it goes down before you get home. There's a huge lack of vitamin D deficiency. Uh, It's a thing, actually. You look it up. Um, And it leads to depression. And, you know, there's a lot of people who already have a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. And for those who are listening to this, where you might be might not be Detroit, might be South Carolina, might be California, might be, hopefully, it's LA. But might be Florida, might be you know Istanbul, might be you know uh, Barcelona, could be Hamburg. You could
1: keep rambling off.
0: I'm trying to hit the I'm trying to hit the globe. Let's go to Sydney, Tokyo. Could could be every continent. Could be Kansas. Yeah, you you know, could be down in uh, Brazil. So hanging on the beach. But you know what we just have to remember is to just to do your very best and. I'll just say, just know that you're loved, you're liked, and most importantly, just know that you're okay. All right. So until next time, peace.